0: And so if you're a startup, for example, this is going to be a a new cost. They're going to have to go to your venture capitalists and say, I'm sorry, I need another 50 million to pay for this filtering technology. So ironically, this is going to harm the EU startup ecosystem enormously. It won't harm Google and it won't harm Facebook.
1: You're listening to The Corbett Report. Welcome friends, James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com in a conversation that's being recorded on the 23rd of July, 2019. And today we're going to be talking to a new guest here on the Corbett Report, Glenn Moody, who is a writer, a blogger, a commentator, a thinker on openness, the commons, copyright, patents, and digital rights and uh, related issues. Uh, he often writes for TechDirt.com and we'll be talking about one of his TechDirt articles right now, um, but he is perhaps most adequately accessed at twitter.com slash glenn i will of course put those links in the show notes for people who are interested in following them glenn thank you very much for joining us today Pleasure. today we're going to be talking about a, a TechDirt uh, article that you wrote for TechDirt last week specifically eu looking to regulate everything online and to make sites proactively mm-hmm. remove material which starts by noting that one of the reasons that TechDirt and many others fought so hard against the worst ideas of the eu copyright directive is that it was clearly the thin end of the wedge. If things like upload filters and the imposition of intermediary liability become widely implemented as the result of legal requirements in the field of copyright, it would only be a matter of time before they were extended to other domains. NetzPolitik has obtained a seven-page European Commission paper sketching ideas for a new EU Digital Services Act that suggests doing exactly that. Uh, an ominous uh, little piece of information coming out here, but let's set the context for people who might not know about it. I did talk about the EU Copyright Directive at the time that it was uh, passing, but just set the, that context for us. What What is the EU con- okay. uh, Copyright Directive and why is so it important? So the
0: EU Copyright Directive was designed to update copyright for the digital age, is how it was presented, which actually was a good idea because it certainly needed updating. Unfortunately, as is often the case The copyright industry managed to influence a large number of the politicians involved and turned it into an instrument for essentially regaining control of the internet, because in many ways the copyright industry has hated the internet for the way that it's opened up things that, you know, you and me can just publish information, whereas in the past they were the gatekeepers. And so what they've been trying to do for the last 20 years is is really regain control. And the copyright directive, unfortunately, is a big step towards doing that. And the principal part that is the problem is what was called Article 13 and has now been renamed as Article 17, which essentially, despite the fact that it hides it, uh, requires larger sites, to uh, use upload filters for material which members of the public want to place on some kind of server. Um, And what's really quite uh, appalling is the way that this was sold as definitely not involving upload filters. And then once it was passed, the politician said, well, actually, it does involve upload filters. So it's one of the most deceitful pieces of legislation that we've seen in many years. And the really worrying thing is that when you have upload filters uh, the only way to do it is to use automatic upload filters because if you look at the vast volumes of material being put online it is impossible for a human to do this so you have to have algorithms and as we increasingly know algorithms are very fallible so they're going to make mistakes and because they're companies they will always err on the side of caution which means that when in doubt you just block it so there's going to be a lot of legal material that is blocked by these filters purely because the company doesn't want to take the chance. So that will radically change the freedom that you and I have to upload material and indeed the entire nature of the internet.
1: Right, and just in case people didn't quite understand that, the upload filter is uh, would be put in place to pre-check any information being uploaded to a site like YouTube, for example, for copyright before it even gets uploaded, before it even gets on the platform, I should That's say. That's right,
0: so it's radically different, because at the moment the situation is that you can upload things, and if it turns out they're illegal for any reason, the site has to take them down, which is a sort of a, a fair process. But as you rightly say, this turns that on its head by requiring sites basically to pre- filter everything that goes up. Um, And and that's a radical change for the internet. And uh, because it's happening in the background, we wouldn't even know when the mistakes were being made. So it's a really, really bad step.
1: Now, what sorts of sites would that apply to? Obviously, something like YouTube, where you're uploading videos. But what other kinds of sites where people are uploading? Okay, So
0: perhaps I'll just clarify for your uh, viewers that this is what's called a directive. And that's a special kind of law within the European Union that requires every national government to pass local laws implementing it. What that means is that we're actually going to get 27 or possibly 28 different versions of this law around the European Union. So to answer your question, it's quite hard because it depends how the Spanish government or the Italian government or the German government decide to implement this law. So it's going to be a a complete mess for a start. But. In theory, it was just going to be the larger companies, as you rightly say, things like Google's YouTube, Facebook and such like. The irony there is that most of them are already carrying out their own filtering. So for them, this isn't a problem. What is going to be a problem is for the little EU companies that currently don't filter and may have to start filtering, at great expense. And so if you're a startup, for example, this is gonna be a a new cost. They're gonna have to go to your venture capitalists and say, I'm sorry, I need another 50 million to pay for this filtering technology. So ironically, this is gonna harm the EU startup ecosystem enormously. It won't harm google and it won't harm right. facebook
1: exactly well you say ironically but in fact that is exactly what i was i've been talking about for the past year regulation is going to cement the monopoly of these giants because they we are do. already complying and have the ability to comply the startups do not have the ability to do this so that's
0: right because the politicians haven't really understood this business about scale um they, they have a very sort of old-fashioned idea of about legislation and they don't understand as you say, Google and Facebook are in some sense, you know, so far beyond what the law can impose on them. They just don't care.
1: Or if lobbyists are running the show and politicians are dancing to their tune.
0: Either well, way.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the EU Digital Services Act. How does that change? Or this so, proposal? Uh, how does that change? The, that's
0: right. The so it's important law. to emphasize that this is just a discussion document. So it's not a form proposal. And there's no suggestion that um, they are looking to do this with certainty. However, the ideas that it contains are sufficiently worrying that I and others have been sounding the alarm about it. And so it's a seven-page document which uh, was created within the European Commission, uh, which is one of the main arms of the European Union, the one that drives the legislation. So the fact that it comes from there is worrying for a start. And what it does, it, it essentially floats a whole bunch of ideas saying, we could do this, we could do that which is fair enough, that's what they should be doing. What's troubling is that all of the ideas um, are essentially moving in the same direction as the Article 13, Article 17 of the uh, Copyright Directive in terms of trying to impose uh, an obligation on sites to pre-filter everything. And that it wants to turn on its head the current legislation, something called the e-commerce directive from 2000, which says that if you're a site... And somebody puts something up on your site that's illegal. It's not your problem until somebody tells you about it, in which case you must take it down. This would turn it around and say, even if you had nothing to do with that content, it is your problem. So you had better filter it out before it even gets on the site or we will sue you anyway. So that turning around of of the um, responsibility is the worrying thing that's at the heart of this document.
1: Right. So the e-commerce directive is is a sort of equivalent of the U.S. uh, uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act?
0: Uh, That's part of it. Um, There are other things implemented in other directives, but you're right that that's...
1: But the safe harbor provision is... I
0: mean, to to be frank, it was was copying the US experience, which worked well by saying that they were mere conduits, that you're basically a pipe and you're not responsible for what flows through your pipe. The new paper we have says the pipe is responsible for its contents. And that's clearly a radical change and one which, again, will be impossible for smaller companies to cope with.
1: So... How does this fit into the bigger picture of various copyright crackdown proposals that we've seen over the years in the US and Europe and other uh, jurisdictions, SOPA, PIPA, ACTA, these mm. these acts that have come and gone over the years and are apparently they're still trying to, to use them. How does this fit into that, that picture of what the Internet well, will well, look it's,
0: like? It's very much of a piece with uh, SOPA, PIPA, ACTA. Um, These are all different attempts by the publishing industry, the recording industry, the film industry to reassert control over what appears online. They basically want to be able to say what gets put online. And the way now they're currently trying to do that is through these filters, which will be like the copyright police. They want to institute algorithmic copyright police on every site So they won't even have to do anything. They just basically threaten to sue someone and say, it's your problem sorted. And that's precisely what this seven-page document says, is that the responsibility, the liability for content will be on the site. And as I say, that's a very worrying trend, and it's exactly what the copyright industry has been pushing for.
1: That's right. And as worrying as all of that is, it also brings in other ideas and provisions. As you note, the other main proposal of the paper, the EU uh, Services, uh, uh, Digital Services Act, uh, the other main proposal of the paper is to bring in mandatory pan-European rules for tracking online hate speech and disinformation, drawing on ideas in national laws.
0: That's right. That's the, the other aspect. One thing um, the paper says it wants to do is to address the control of what it calls the entire stack. In other words, not just individual services, but the entire uh, technology that gets things on the internet and allows us to see them. So the EU is essentially stating that it wants to bring in controls over every aspect of the internet. And as you said, that involves things like hate speech, it involves things like copyright, it involves uh, many other aspects, but it's under this general umbrella uh, they're making it quite plain that they, they essentially want to control everything. Uh, and so that's, yeah, a, a very worrying aspect.
1: Perhaps a leading question here, but if you were in a position to, uh, to want to stifle or suppress uh, the free flow of information online, could you think of a better way to do it than under the guise of copyright legislation and directives like this that, that try to po- impose these types of filters?
0: I mean, clearly, it is an extremely effective way and one that lets you say, well, nothing to do with us. It's purely enforcing something else. And it is that collateral damage, you're right, that is the worrying thing. The fact that this is claimed to be protecting the artists. I mean, this was the line that the the politicians used in the European Union, that we only want to bring this in so the artists can create, which no one is against, so the artists earn a fair wage, which no one is against. But it's the collateral damage of the fact that, for example, things like parodies or the other ways of using content legally, although they wouldn't be banned, it's the gray areas that algorithms can't cope with. And it's worth remembering that many copyright cases end up at the top courts, whether the Supreme Court of America or the European Union Court of Justice, where you have multiple top judges spending days, if not weeks, Trying to decide these questions, these laws will require a computer program to decide on the spot in microseconds. I mean, it's it's clearly impossible. But the people that wrote these laws don't understand technology, and they tend to say, oh, well, you know, sort it out. It's just a technical issue. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. You, know, you can't just say it's a technical issue. You have to understand that. And they don't.
1: I I would very much like the audience out there that thinks this is just some sort of uh, t- discussion about some sort of abstract copyright law to really understand this goes to the, the very heart of what it is I do as a journalist who is attempting to get information from different sources and quote different things that I'm seeing online. This is the type of thing that can potentially stop that from happening. If I'm not allowed to quote this source because, well, that would be copyright breach. Well, it isn't really because it's fair use because of reporting, but... If there's upload filters, well, it, that will never see the light of day, and people like myself will be squeezed out, whereas the the big news uh, organizations will be allowed to proliferate. So, uh, I so let's let's steer this conversation to an interesting tweet that I saw you make recently in regards to a story about a text and data mining center that's opening up in Delhi that's going to be uh, taking in millions of scientific papers in order to, so that scientists can use software to add text and data mine those those articles for various purposes mm-hmm. but they they're not allowed to read those articles because of course that's a big no no that would be breaking copy- copyright but they they're setting up algorithms to to sort through these which goes to show at least part of the absurdity of this situation and it would it would be almost a laughing matter if it wasn't so serious for example we know that this is what ultimately led to Aaron Swartz being prosecuted and ultimately his suicide and death because of the, the uh, ridiculous imposition of uh, the attempt to control information that is embedded in these laws. And in fact, you, you expressed that in your tweet where you said, perfect demonstration of how copyright stops people accessing and creating knowledge, time to abolish it. A bold statement. So let's hear your, well, <laughs> your take.
0: I, I think it's important to put copyright in context. I mean, in fact, as usual, we Brits are to blame because we formalized the first kind of modern copyright law in 1710, the Statute of Queen Anne. And that worked well enough at the time, but the problem is we're still using that. We're using 18th century laws for 21, 21st century technology. And the 18th century laws are based on the idea that knowledge is scarce and that books are scarce, and therefore you must protect them. Whereas we now know on the internet, knowledge is not scarce and information is not scarce. And so to apply the laws of scarcity to something that can be copied infinitely, necessarily causes problems. And things like the, as you mentioned, the text and data mining, we are being stopped from discovering new drugs. We're being stopped from discovering new medical treatments that could save thousands of lives because of copyright. So copyright is no longer arguably spreading knowledge, encouraging knowledge, but is actually an obstacle to knowledge.
1: Well, some heady thoughts, and they do stem from these very important issues that are being decided right now that will have an impact on the way the internet develops from here. I mean, this is such an important issue for 21st century society, I really don't think I can stress this enough. Um, If you like the work that I do, and the work that Glenn does, and other people who are attempting to spread this type of information online, you have to be interested in what is happening right now, and presumably there is a way for people to make their voice heard in the EU bureaucracy, uh, although I'm not holding my breath.
0: <laughs> well, we, we've stopped things in the past. we stopped the ACTA anti-counterfeiting trade agreement. Um, TTIP, a big trade deal, just ground to a halt. So, it, you know, we lost the one on the COPY directive, but we, you know, we stopped others and we could stop you know, further things in the future.
1: You know, that's a very good point. And for people who don't remember that story, I did do a report several years ago uh, when ACTA was being forwarded and when it was ultimately stopped and i think that is a good piece of history to remember because yes people tend to
0: forget our victories they tend to obsess with the defeats but we have victories we can do it again
1: yes it is a good point so i will direct people to that of course i'll put the show uh, in the show notes all the links to all the things we've been talking about in this conversation um what is the next step for the eu services uh directive or
0: what's it called so Basically, things are complicated because we've got a changeover of the actual politicians within the European Union, within the Commission. So we have to see what their priorities will be, and once they start to articulate those, then I and many other people will start warning about the bad stuff in there, and making sure that the politicians realise that you know we're watching them and they can't just slip the bad stuff through.
1: All right. Well, I will be watching your reporting and we'll have you back on if and when there's important developments that the audience needs to know about. Uh, Once again, the article we're talking about today, EU looking to regulate everything online and to make sites proactively remove material available at TechDirt. And Glenn's writing is available at twitter.com slash Glenn Moody. The links will be in the show notes. Glenn Moody, thank you for your time today. Pleasure.